Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Stefankovitz, registered dietitian nutritionist. So today I wanted to continue our talk that we've been having about body love and acceptance. Last week we talked about what we can do if and what we can do if we feel like we're in this place that we're ready to start having some acceptance when it comes to our body. And so we really talked about the strategies to start that journey. But it occurred to me that we might, like, okay, we might not really even know that we're in a place that we feel like we're not really being kind to our bodies. And that sounds crazy, right? Because I think there's a part of us that we all kind of know that we're doing it. But I really wanted to just kind of like burst it open a little bit so that we can kind of really look at some of the behaviors that we're doing. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about signs and symptoms of not loving your body enough. So some behaviors that you might be doing, um, some thoughts you might be having. Then we're going to talk a little bit about what does body acceptance look like. So we'll continue that conversation. And then we'll also kind of review some some of the things that you can do to kind of move you down into the spectrum or closer to the spectrum of getting to a place that you are um, able to start taking that journey of having some kind of self-acceptance. So I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered what some of the signs are that you're not loving your body enough? Again, you probably already kind of have some idea because most women um, don't like their bodies. It is, it's just staggering to me. And I don't know why it is, but it is. So basically, um, there is this website and it's called the Center for Change and they do this information about eating disorders. And basically, this is a quote from the Center for Change. By the time girls are 10 years old, 10, 80% of them are already going on a diet. Is that not shocking to you? And then women are two times more likely to diet than men. And then basically they just talk about how diets don't work and that um, 98% of all dieters gain the weight back in five years. And studies show that 20 to 25% of dieters progress to a partial or full-blown eating disorder. So in this podcast, we like to talk a lot about that diets don't work and getting to a place that you are starting to have a little bit more awareness around the feelings that you have about your body and then getting to a place that maybe you can you know, start to have this conversation with yourself or start to have this, not this idea that perhaps having some kind of acceptance to your body may be the thing that actually gets you um, to the place that you feel empowered to make the health changes that you are desiring to do. So when we talk about this idea of you not loving your body, what does that look like? What are some of the the symptoms or some of the things that you're saying to yourself. So some of them, again, are going to be things that you already are probably feeling. And then some of the other things might be like things that you might not have awareness to because you've just always done them and maybe you don't even see that you're doing it. 
but because you have some kind of dissatisfaction with your body, this has kind of been like um, a coping mechanism in order to deal with that. So I think the one that a lot of us do, and again, myself included, because I think it's somewhere in the 90th percent, 90 to 98% or something like that of people that don't love their body. So it's probably the majority of you and myself included. It's very hard. You know, I think a lot of women, we all struggle with this. So the number one thing is that you talk negatively about your body. So my suspicion is that that's probably most of us, right? Things like, oh, I feel so fat. I look so fat. That kind of stuff. I don't like the way my stomach looks. I don't like my muscle top. I don't like the cellulite on my legs. My you know, my boobs aren't big enough, my boobs are saggy, all that kind of stuff. And that kind of stuff, I feel like we, we probably say it so often that we don't even really know what we're saying. Like, it's just something that's so common that we may not even be aware of that we're reinforcing those behaviors. And we may not even be aware of the beliefs that we have because we say it so often that that we might not have awareness of what it's doing in the long term. Um, Some of the other things are, um, let's talk about this, like this idea of feeling insecure about your body. Um, You may use baggy clothes to cover up what your body looks like because you don't want people to see you. Um, You may have this like that you're constantly checking your body in the mirror because you feel like very uncomfortable with it. It could also be that you are obsessively weighing yourself. So that's a sign that something's going on, that you're having some kind of like, you know, something going on about what's happening with your body. Your appearance may interfere with your life or relationships. So this could um, present itself in perhaps maybe you don't want to be as social because you don't want to run into someone that you haven't seen because maybe you've gained weight or you look differently than you had before. Um, this could all also look something like being uncomfortable in a relationship because of the size of your body or perhaps, you know, I feel like women will talk about when they're being intimate with their partners that you don't want the light on or something like that because you don't feel comfortable with where you are in your body at this particular time. Um, Having a lot of heavy feelings and emotions of how you look, that could be a sign that you're kind of struggling to be in a place that you are comfortable with where your body is at this point. Again, none of this is probably earth-shattering, but there are probably going to be some things that you just haven't thought about. Um, You may hold yourself to a higher ideal or standard that is unrealistic. Um, You may body shame yourself and then others too. So I think sometimes we'll say stuff, and, and I've done this before, like you're kind of shaming yourself so that you can kind of take this sting out of it before somebody says it to you. And then perhaps you're then body shaming other women because you feel better about yourself in doing that. And I think we've probably all done that. Because it's a defense mechanism and a coping mechanism because because of that discomfort that you may be feeling. 
you may be waiting until you get to a place that you look a certain way or you achieve a certain weight before you decide to love yourself. And that's what we've been talking about over the last couple weeks with this whole body love series that we're doing. So we don't want, like, nobody wants to get to a place. And I think this is something that we do. We don't even really know that we're doing it. We're just thinking to ourselves, okay, if I can just lose that 15 pounds, then such and such part of my life is going to be different. But that is going to keep you from getting to a place that you can love yourself because you're withholding the love that you have for you until you meet a criteria. And if anything changes, because that's how especially when it comes to our appearance, it's always going to be changing or aging. It's, it's changing because of life, just lots of different things. And so you don't want to be in a place that you only love yourself when you look a certain way because your, your body, your appearance is going to change and you don't want that self-love to be changing with it. You want it to be that it's strong enough that it can withhold that and have acceptance as you're going through those changes too. When you're in a place that you feel uncomfortable, it's very easy for the weight to define how you feel about yourself. And the goal is to kind of get to a place that you acknowledge some of the feelings and create awareness of the way that you may be um, like, kind of torturing yourself or not loving your body or even yourself enough. This is what this episode is meant to do is kind of like identify some of those ways that perhaps you're holding yourself back um, from getting to this place or at least, you know, creating some kind of awareness so that you can get to a place that you make the decision that you don't want to live like this anymore, that you want something to be different. Another thing with this is weight and that weight becomes a part of our self-image. And for a lot of us and a lot of women and I think a lot of people, there is this image and it's been propagated by just the media in general that if you weigh more, that you're less worthy and then that leads to a negative self-image. And then if you weigh less, somehow you are more valued and there is this positive self-image. And I think that's also precipitated by our interaction with people that, you know, when people lose weight, what's the first thing? It's like, oh my God, how did you do it? I want to know, I want to know how you did it. And there is this, um, there's just this like interest that, and, and, and almost like, wow, you look better than you did before because you lost that weight. So it becomes that like reinforcement that you're somehow more worthy and, and your body image is better because you weigh less. And the scale also is something that, that, that does that too. I mean, the scale is something that for most women help you know, determines their self-worth. So if you weigh less, then your self-worth is more. If you weigh more, somehow you're not deserving of the self-worth that you would be if you weighed less. 
some of the other things are, and I don't know if any of you guys have done this, but I've noticed I've done this and I don't, you know, and, and my patients have done this too, but it's like so subtle that, um, I'll do this thing sometimes when I didn't even know I was doing it, but I need it to, I need to go to a dermatologist. I haven't gotten my skin checked and I realize it's because I gained weight during my pregnancy and then I lost that weight and then I gained a weight because my dad died and I was just using that weight as like protection for myself, which I'll talk about in another episode. Um, but I gained the weight back and this is where my whole journey or I gained weight after my pregnancy and I had, and I have no, and I had never weighed that amount before. And I think what I ended up seeing is that I was really scared and I still haven't made an appointment to go see the dermatologist because my body is different. And there's a part of it that I find myself like, oh wait, let me wait until I, until I'm a little bit, until I get to the whatever weight it is that I need to, to achieve in my crazy mind. And so I don't know if any of you guys have done that where you are avoiding doctor visits or somehow it's impeding your health because you're embarrassed where you don't want to get weighed. And that's what a lot of my clients will say too, is that they don't want to get weighed because there's the shame of getting on the scale. And then also there is this assumption that because you weigh a certain amount that you, um, that, you know, you're going to be more at risk for diseases. There's just, I feel like an assumption and maybe even a prejudice against some of your, um, your medical providers. And we know that that does exist in the medical community. And so, you know, maybe that's something that you're doing that you're avoiding. And so I want to kind of challenge that and kind of just, you know, kind of bring awareness to if that's, if you're doing something like that, because ultimately like it's about your health. And this is what this podcast is about is empowering you to take action when it comes to your health. So I know I'm going to be setting up an appointment for my dermatology. And so perhaps maybe today you can set up an appointment for something that you've been avoiding because you're worried or you're embarrassed about how you look. Some of the other ways that we maybe show ourselves that we're not being kind and loving enough would be you are having some kind of this emotional idea that you're trying to fit this unrealistic standard of what you think you should look like and the concern with that is that it's it's a standard that's not ideal most of the women that you see um and that are propagated and paraded that are your age on social media and just um in general that standard is probably not what a normal person of your age and whatever it is identifying feature for you it's it's just not normal probably and so it's this way of um it just it just continues that cycle of um of continuing that unrealistic standard and then it makes you feel bad about you not looking up looking that way even though it might not be something that's realistic for a woman perhaps of your age or whatever it is. Um, and then lastly, a lot of times we will, you know, people will have some kind of body dysmorphia about what they look like and, you know, and how they take up space or that they might have 
they might feel like um, that they're like kind of blaming themselves for other things that they've that that have happened to them because of their weight. So, and then lastly, what we had talked about in the beginning was eating disorders. So we know that um, eating disorders. When we talk about it, it can be it can be eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia. It can also be eating disorders that may not show somebody that looks too thin or too heavy. It might just be somebody who has binge eating disorder. So they um, may look a normal size, but they have some kind of disordered eating. Disordered eating is a whole big bag of worms. And you can look very, you can look very different in terms of what your body size look like. Um, I'm sure probably most of you know somebody who does some kind of disordered eating. And by the way, it can be somebody who you're looking at and you're thinking, wow, they're doing so good. They're clean eating. But that could also be some kind of disordered eating. But a lot of times if they're skinny, somehow we feel like that that's okay. So I want to kind of talk about, you know, how we can start to reframe some of the thoughts that we have about that. But I also want to, before we even move forward, since we're talking about disordered eating, I want you to think about what you what you're telling yourself, the things that you're saying that you're negatively that you're thinking, or perhaps you're saying out loud that you've been doing it for 40, you know, 40 years, and perhaps you don't even know that you're doing it. And especially if you're a mom that has teenage girls. Um, or if you're an aunt to teenage girls, or if you're just around a population of kids that are younger than you or women that are younger than you. There's this amazing group of, there's just this amazing website that I found when I was doing all of this stuff. And it's this website that is aimed at helping girls um, and First of all, the name of the website is called aboutface.org. It's an organization that helps girls between 13 and 18. And basically what they do is they, they talk to girls about these unrealistic beauty ideas and, and how that like it, how that messaging that they're receiving is dangerous. And then those girls with this program learn how to deconstruct those messages and create change so that girls can achieve their full potential. And so what they say is media literacy for teen girls is essential to their growth and about face arms girls with the knowledge and tools they need to fight back against a culture that, that diminishes and disempowers them. So I just felt like maybe, you know, some of the statistics that they talk about here are girls' depressive symptoms increase by 50% from 2012 to 2015, and um, girls are more prone to overusing social media than boys, and girls are bullied 22% more than boys are. And so just wanted to kind of talk about that or just kind of give you that information since, you know, for all of us, when we talk about our bodies, it just didn't start as we were an adult. Most likely it started like the statistics talked about that, like, you know, 80% of kids are dieting by the time 
what, they're 10 years old. That's insane to me. But it probably starts with those little messages and those little things that we're telling ourselves that we don't even know that we're doing and that we're picking up. So if you're interested in looking at that, it's pretty interesting. It's I'll leave the website for aboutface.org in the show notes. Um, but it's a really interesting program and it's just really interesting. It's like just empowering women. I think it's pretty cool. And the it sounds like there's there's been some really good um, results based on based on the youth that have gone through it. And it sounds like there's been more mental health skills that have been developed and leadership skills and things like that. So if you have somebody um, in your life that perhaps would benefit from that, perhaps check that website out. Okay, so now that we're talking about, we have talked about kind of what it looks like, what do, what do we do differently? So we know we've identified that we have some of these signs and symptoms of not loving yourself enough, okay? So maybe we thought we had a couple, but now we're reading through it, and maybe it's impacting, our body is impacting um, more than we think. Maybe we have a little bit less acceptance than we think that we do. What do we do now, right? So I think the first thing is to kind of see what body acceptance looks like. So there are some things that we can do, but first I want to talk about like kind of what it does look like and then some steps that you could take today. They're pretty, um, it's something that you could do today essentially. And that's what this episode is about. And then if you wanted to get more into the journey and really kind of start that whole process, you can look back at the previous podcast episode, the one from last week, and that gives you more information. So what does body acceptance look like? Well, body acceptance looks like not comparing yourself to others, that you have this idea that you are, you are good as you are right now. Body acceptance is about this idea of reframing. So I think that's probably the way that this kind of goes. I think this idea that we're starting to create awareness with body acceptance is this idea that you're reframing what you're saying to yourself. So instead of, instead of instead of thinking of all the things that you're going to lose or all the things that need to be changed in order to get to this place that you love yourself, reframing what you think you need to, to lose or how you need to look different and going to a place that you're um, going to a place that you're going to gain something from it, right? So for instance, instead of thinking, um, God, I have to go on a diet and this idea of like deprivation, going to a place and thinking, oh, I'm going to start eating foods that are going to help nourish my body. That's going to make me feel good and give me more energy. So do you see how different that is? Instead of coming from a place of deprivation and punishment, it's a, it's, it's different. It's reframed into a an idea that you're doing it to create love, to create acceptance, and to give your body what it needs and to feel good about it. The same thing with working out, right? Instead of being like, um, oh my gosh, I ate so many things that I shouldn't have eaten that I'm now going to get on the treadmill for two hours or I have to go for a walk and, and maybe I need to get on my bike or do whatever. But instead of that, maybe reframing it 
to first doing something that you enjoy because it helps manage your emotions and not as like some kind of like punishment for something that you ate that you regret it. So going to a place of like, um, you know, I feel, you know, maybe I feel really anxious. And so if I go for a walk or if I get on my bike, it's going to help me manage those feelings. It's going to give me some clarity and I will feel really good about myself. I'm really proud of myself that I did that. So again, another way that you're taking this idea that you're bad and you're reframing it and changing the dialogue so that it's a place that is much gentler and it's not about punishment and deprivation, but it's about, um, it's about like you're gaining something from that and you're becoming truer to who you are and, and more towards what your body is asking you and, and to this place that you are loving your body instead of punishing it. Another thing is just thinking about like being okay with where you are right now. So instead of being like this place that you're, I can't stand where I'm at. I can't stand what I look like. I, you know, I just wish I looked different. Well, chances are you're going to feel so shitty about yourself that it's going to be really hard to get to a place that you really succeed because you feel so poorly. And again, I've been there, so I know all of these feelings, but I think what helps a little bit more is to get to a place that you can be a little bit more accepting of where you are. I'm not saying that you have to completely love yourself because maybe you don't like where you're at. Maybe you get out of breath. Maybe you can't move like you used to. But I think that if you approach it in a way that you stop beating yourself up and you just are okay with where you are right now, no matter how painful, it might be a little bit easy for you to kind of get out of your own way and take a step forward in the direction that you want to do. Because you're not going to be, I think having that acceptance of where you are and it's going to kind of free the stuff around it. And it might even release some of the shame and embarrassment that you feel enough that you can take a step in the direction of what you want to achieve. Um, I think some of the other ways of reframing this is that you, instead of talking to yourself so negatively and saying, um, you know, I hate the way I look, I can't stand it to kind of reframe that. And for every negative thought you have, getting to a place that you can be like, okay, I don't love my body 100%, but I can accept it. I can accept where I'm at today. And just, you know, talking nicer to yourself, just just so that you're not continuing that loop of reinforcement of all those negative things that you say to yourself that you don't even know you're saying because you're saying it probably thousands and thousands of times to yourself every day. Again, I told you guys, I, I've been telling you, I have this like note card in my mirror in my bathroom and it's like, I will not criticize myself. And and it it takes every bit of me to remember that every day because it's not a natural feeling for me to say, oh, I'm not going to criticize myself. Um, it's so easy to just continue that pattern of thinking. And so a way that you can reframe that is even if you don't really feel like you love your body, just get to a place that maybe you can pick one thing about it that you like and just concentrate on that. 
And then over time, you know, getting to a place that maybe you can say two nice things about your body. It's not, I think when it comes to self-love, it's not like all of a sudden you can just turn it on and be like, I love my body. It's a process like anything else. And it's a continuum. And so hopefully that, you know, if you're in a place right now that you feel such extreme discomfort and you're feeling a lot of negativity about your body, the goal of this is that over time you can kind of move down the continuum and get to a place that you're a little bit more accepting and then maybe even get to a place that you have love for your body. That would be the goal. Um, and so, you know, again, reframing what you're, what you're saying, just reframing all the negative things that you're saying into a, a way that you're looking at something that can be different. It doesn't, you're choosing kind of the things that you're doing and you're choosing it to be different. Another thing I think is, um, you know, I think a lot of people, um, we compare ourselves to others, which I talked about, but like being in this place that you don't feel like you have to compare that you can be good as you are right now and that also includes like if you're somebody who's been avoiding socializing and you've been avoiding hanging out with people or you've been avoiding going on trips or just doing things because of your weight or what you look like getting to a point that you can be like okay I'm gonna try this and see if I can do it no matter what that one might be a little bit tougher for you to do Um, but certainly, you know, maybe that can be something that is kind of, that you're able to kind of baby step your way into. So when we talk about what we can do today to move down the spectrum from having this dislike or self-hatred when it comes to your body, how can you get to a place that you're a little bit more accepting than perhaps you were, you know, even early this morning? So I think the first thing And again, these aren't like, this isn't like the whole journey that I did last week. These are just some things that you can do today that I was thinking about. Um, I think the first thing is to just have some kind of awareness of what you're saying to yourself and some of the thoughts that are swirling in your head. And what I would say is to just kind of write it down, write down any of those thoughts that you're having. So if you're saying, I hate myself, I hate my muffin top, Maybe just stick it in your notes section of your phone or dictate it to yourself so that you can just become aware of it. It's not about the idea of writing. It's the idea that you're becoming aware of whatever that thought is that you're saying to yourself. So again, you can you can even do a voice memo just so that you can get it out of your head. Because there's something very different by having that that thought in your head constantly and not even knowing it's there because it's on a loop than to interrupt it and to say it out loud. It's like shocking, actually. So when you're either writing it down or you're seeing it for what it is, it can be really shocking and actually really upsetting because you're like, what the fuck? I can't believe I think these things about myself. So that would be the first thing I would say is just to have some kind of awareness of what you're telling yourself. And then really like kind of getting to a place like, you know, do you believe that? First, I would say figure out what the feeling is what the thought is, and then asking yourself, like, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Is it real? Because again, these are just things that you, these thoughts are just things that you formed over time. It doesn't even mean they're real. It most likely isn't real. And just to challenge that, do you believe it? Or is that just something that you've been telling yourself for many years and you've never challenged it? 
And then what do you want to tell yourself about your body today? So picking something about your body that you love. So becoming aware of it and trying to find something about your body that you can love today, whatever that might be. Maybe your legs are really strong and you appreciate that. So just this idea of starting to say something kind to yourself every day to kind of get you used to this idea of um, reframing how you talk to yourself because that's a really big one. The next thing I would say to do would be to stop criticizing other women's bodies. We all do this. Every single one of us. It's 100% normal to, you know, you, you don't win. You're either too little or you're too big. Everybody has a say about our bodies. We, we do the same thing to other people. And, and I feel like we treat people how we perceive their bodies. Again, if they're bigger, maybe they're not as worthy. If they're smaller, they're more worthy. And so we're continuing this cycle of the thing that we're trying to break, right? And there's this obsessiveness that we have surrounding women's bodies. And the more we talk about it and the more we criticize and not support each other, the more it's going to continue that obsessiveness. And so I think it's like having this awareness of, of what, and what women's bodies look like. That women's bodies have cellulite and dimples and wrinkles. And they're going to change all the time because we have different hormones and we age and blah, blah, blah. There's a million things. But I think it's this idea of normalizing what women's bodies look like so that we don't have to hold ourselves to this unrealistic standard that has been set up by men, uh, culture, diet culture, you know, something like that. Because what that does is it continues and it confirms that we are unlovable and we are unworthy. So I would surround yourself with people who look like you and and accounts on social media. I mean, if it's not surrounding yourself, it's really just like, I think most people are getting these messages from social media and media in general. And so what I would say to you, and this again is something that you can do today, is to either limit your social media use or find body neutral, body positive accounts, or or find accounts that are that celebrate body diversity, and maybe find an account with like people that are more in line with your goals, and not this overly thin or ideal that perhaps you don't even really want to look like anyway. And so, hopefully, by doing that, you'll be in a place that you can normalize what your body looks like in comparison to other women that are of the same age group, ethnicity, whatever it is, and that we can stop criticizing other other women's bodies, that we can be in a place that we are more comfortable with who we are, that we don't feel the need that we have to do that. I mean, I know when I'm not feeling comfortable with my body, it's very easy for me to criticize others because it makes me feel better. And because then I then I can be like, oh, well, look at them. They're in a much worse position than I am, right? I think we all do that. But like, why are we doing that? It's just going to continue. It's just going to continue this cycle of, of not loving ourselves. And like, when is enough enough? When... I just want us to be able to support like 
you know, the body diversity and just what normal bodies look like because most of us have normal bodies and why do we have to be held to the standard that we're never going to achieve? And maybe we don't even want to achieve. So they would be the two things, they would be the things that I would say today is just kind of getting to a place that you are becoming aware of your thoughts, maybe some, maybe saying something to yourself today, that's nice, right? Maybe pick a social media account that is different than something that you're currently following that is more in line with what you're thinking. Maybe your simple thing that you're going to do today is just to not criticize somebody's body because you're feeling uncomfortable in your own. But then really, you know, also thinking about yourself and figuring out that if you're really struggling with some of the thoughts that you're having about around your body and you feel like you need help, maybe you need help with your the language that you have um, when you're talking about your body or some of the thoughts that you have about your body and some of the origin of where this came from in terms of your body, um, not accepting your body. So in that case, if you're really struggling, I would contact a professional um, to help you. And, you know, when I'm saying professional, I'm saying probably a therapist because they're going to have the skill set to be able to help you. So, you know how I feel about therapy. I love therapy. So if you're really struggling, why do you need to struggle? There's probably somebody out there that can help you. And so I've had professionals on the show. I've had eating disorder professionals. I've had mental health professionals. And so you can always look through any of my accounts to see um, if perhaps one of those people are a good fit for you. But in general, it's just trying to to kind of help you through the thoughts that might be surrounding anything that you're having about your body. Because when we're in it and we're in this place that we're self-deprecating and um, and we're just having all this self-criticism, sometimes I find it helpful to kind of like, it, it's hard to sometimes get out of it on your own. And so perhaps maybe you just need a little bit of help doing that. And somebody that's a professional, not just your friend, that's going to tell you whatever you want to hear, but somebody that's going to give it to you the way it is in a really kind way um, and just kind of help you redirect or reframe some of the thoughts that you may be thinking. So what is the one thing that you can do today when it comes to changing the way that you are um thinking about yourself and how, what can you do today to get to a place that you can move down the spectrum from body dissatisfaction and hatred to being in a place that you are achieving more self-acceptance. So think about that. I really, I, I want you guys to do, just think about it. Just think about something that you can do differently today because all it takes is something like so small, like this little tiny thing that you decide that maybe you want to do today. And then if you can do that every single day, no matter how tiny, that consistency and that behavior is going to, can lead to some really um, different changes and some really positive changes in your life when it comes to how you're talking to yourself and how you feel about yourself. So I will probably continue a little bit more when it comes to this body love or, you know, um, the series that we're kind of in now. If you feel like, again, that you are 
wanting to dive a little bit deeper. The last couple episodes I've been talking about it, so there is some different things in there that you can kind of go back and look at. We had done body myths. We had done, um, like, how to start the journey of um, self-acceptance. We had talked about the whole idea of the body positivity and the body neutral um, movements and what, what they mean, and maybe there's something in there that would be beneficial for your life and maybe there's some um a different set of thinking that you can do in in order to come to a place that you are no longer punishing yourself and that you feel like you're deserving of the life that you want to live so i appreciate you guys so much for listening today if you feel like somebody else would benefit from this podcast please share it with them the goal is to continue this and grow this movement of empowering you to take action when it comes to your health, wellness, and self-care. And a lot of times that starts with how we talk to ourselves and how we move through this space. So I will see you all back here next week and thank you so much for listening. Have a good week.